Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Mike Rosenberg from Columbia Credit Union. Mike says they trust what they see and hear on OPB, and that aligns with Columbia Credit Union's brand. From the Gert Boyle studio at OPB, this is Think Out Loud. I'm Dave Miller. We turn now to a pretty dismal start to the ski season in the Northwest. It's a one-two punch of ongoing climate change in combination with the natural cycle of a warmer El Nino year. Many of Oregon's smaller or lower elevation resorts still have not opened. The webcam at the base of Ski Bowl in Government Camp, for example, shows a grassy slope right now. Some of the larger ones have opened, but with lower snowpack and with limited trail options. We're going to hear from a few different resorts right now, starting with Mount Bachelor in Central Oregon. Lauren Burke is the Director of Marketing and Communications there, and she joins us now. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. What is Mount Bachelor like today? You know, the good news is looking out of my office here at our West Village base area, which is, you know, just over 6,000 feet, about 6,300 feet is snow is coming down. It's been coming down since early this morning, and it looks um, very, very wintry out here. The trees are covered, happy skiers and riders. So that is that's great to see right now. What what goes to your mind as both a skier and as somebody who works for a snow-dependent industry when you see snow falling from the sky? It is pure excitement. You know, we work in such an interesting industry that is dependent on Mother Nature and on snowfall. And, you know, I've worked in this industry for a long time. And some years you see slow, slow starts. And some years it comes out with a bang. But the second you start to see flakes flying out there is when everyone's excitement level just goes through the roof, like you said, from a skier's perspective and from a business perspective. Okay. So that, so, so at this moment, some flakes are falling, which is good. Uh, but it, it doesn't seem like we're, we're looking at um, the possibility of a major dump of snow today or in the next coming days. I mean, what does the short-term forecast look like? Yeah, you know, looking at the forecast this morning, it looks better than um, we've seen, honestly, all season. It looks like we're going to get a couple inches here and there throughout the week, more snow over the weekend, potentially six to 10 inches on Saturday. Um, And then it looks like even more snow next week. So these are colder storms and we've seen um, earlier in the season, which is great news. That means snow, not not rain. Um, And yeah, I just actually talked to a couple people on my team who just came back in the office. They said the skiing is, is really good out there. Hmm. How many lifts are open? What percentage of your lifts and, and, and what percentage of your trails are actually accessible right now? So we have nine out of our 12 lifts open. Um, we probably have about half of our trails open on the mountain right now. You know, really, we've been telling our skiers and riders, stick to the groomed runs. Like we all know, it has been a slow start. Our snowpack is below average from where we typically are this time of year. So the skiing on the groomed runs is great. Um, and then hopefully with if we can get a couple feet of snow here in the next you know seven to 10 days, then we can start to explore a little bit more off-piste terrain. So as as of this morning, I saw something like 25 inches of base depth. Mm-hmm. How does that compare to where you normally are at the end of December or, or beginning of January? Yeah, you know, the, it's much lower than we typically see this time of year. Um, it is probably one of our lower snowpacks we've seen in our history at, at this time of year. Um, we 
have been able to really maintain the snowpack that we have, which is just a testament to our team and the work that they've been doing out there. Because we've seen years where our base depth has been a little higher, but the conditions haven't been as good as they have been this year. So it's been a bit of a balancing act, making sure that, um, you know, we're putting out the best possible product we can given the conditions. Well, how do you do that? I mean, because at the very beginning, you, you said what, what would make so much sense that, that you're so dependent on Mother Nature. It's worth mm-hmm. saying again, Mother Nature, highly impacted by humans uh, burning fossil fuels um, for, you know, 100 plus years now. But how do you actually maintain the snowpack maintenance wise? What do you have to do? So it it really is a 24 hour operation here. The second the lift stops spinning at 4 p.m. every day, our outside operations crew, our grooming crew, they are out there. They are, you know, grooming out the snow, which helps it, um, you know, stay intact. They're moving snow to areas of the mountain that need it, whether that's, you know, maintaining our base area by pushing snow to where skiers load the lift patching wherever is needed, and then making snow whenever conditions allow. So using our snowmaking system, making snow, moving that snow to where we need it, grooming that snow out. Um, it really is a it's an intricate operation for sure. Let's turn to questions about revenue. I mean, is it fair to say that you've already lost some revenue from people who chose not to say to, to buy day passes um, over the Christmas break because they're just, they didn't think it was worth it? Yeah. You know, like we always say, more snow always equals a higher demand. It's just the nature of the business here. The more snow you get, the more skiers come out. Um, And while it was a much slower start to the season than we like to see, we saw some really promising things over the holidays. We um, had, you know, a strong lift ticket sales. We had strong use of some of our other ticket products like our four-day pass that we have. Um, and, you know, we're we're confident that with Snowfall, we'll be able to, you know, make some of that back up from the slow start. Mount Bachelor has a really long season. We're open through the end of May. We have one of the best spring skiing, um, spring skiing destinations anywhere in the country. So with more snow in 2024, we're, we're hopeful that we're going to make some ground up. Does a season like this um, put even more uh, focus on diversifying the way a mountain-based business makes money? I guess I'm thinking about things like even more mountain biking or just ways to make money off-season to offset potential losses going forward. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, you see it across resorts right now. There's a lot more than just skiing and riding that's offered. You know, there's events. We have a huge event ca- calendar. We do two large music festivals up here. Um, we have, you know, beer tastings on the mountain. We do events with our partners like Burton and Mammut. Um, we, you know, like in the summer, we have rafting, we have mountain biking. It's always something that we're looking at of, you know, how do we get people up here to enjoy the snow? Maybe it's skiing and riding. Maybe it's playing in the snow. Um, we know that people are looking for a little bit more these days, and it's always, you know, front of mind for us. Lauren Burke, thanks very much. Thank you. Lauren Burke is Director of Marketing and Communications for Mount Bachelor. If you're just tuning in, we're talking now about the really challenging start to the ski season in the Northwest. We head to Mount Ashland in Southern Oregon now, which still has not opened for the season. Andrew Gass is the General Manager of Mount Ashland Ski Area. Welcome to Think Out Loud. Yeah, thanks for having me. 
On your website, it says there is no snow on the summit, no snow mid-mountain, and only seven inches at the base. What does the mountain look like right now? Uh, you know, it actually looks a lot better than it did a few days ago. Uh, we got snow covering almost all the ground. Uh, we just haven't checked the mid-mountain or the, the summit stakes yet. Uh, but there's it looks like about five to six inches, pretty good coverage right now. Hmm. Five to six inches. I mean, that's that's sort of what you'd hope for for a storm in the you know in the middle of the season, just to to add a little bit of fluff to the top. I mean, it's obviously it's it's not enough yet to to ski on. What is the hope right now? What's the the best case scenario for when you could open at least part of the resort? Um, right now, the the best case scenario would be for us to have a partial opening this weekend. Uh, our crews are able to get out there this morning, actually, and start pushing some snow around. So we are building up some ramps and trying to build up our beginners area for for that possibility. And is it the case where you're sort of harvesting some snow from, say, parking lots or or upper parts of the mountain that you know you can't open yet? So you might as well just take some snow from there. I mean, where how do you build up the ramps even? That's that's exactly what we're doing. So we just have a front end loader out there and our groomers, and we're harvesting and farming snow from the parking lots and other areas we don't need it. Um, and we'll just keep doing that as much as we can until we run out of snow. Hmm. When does Mount Ashland Ski Area normally open for the season? Yeah, that's a, a, an interesting question. Um, about 30% of the time, it's sometime in January. Um, we always get ready so that we can open by Thanksgiving if we have the weather for it. Uh, our target date's always the second Saturday in December, um, but you know, we're a mountain with no snowmaking, so we're completely at the whim of Mother Nature. Hmm. Is snowmaking a possibility? Is it an option at Mount Ashland? It, it's not for us. We're perched on the top of the, the highest peak in the Siskiyous in the Ashland watershed, and our mountain is limited to just 5,000 gallons of water per day for the whole operation, and that's not nearly enough for a snowmaking system. How much would um, resorts that really rely on artificial snowmaking, how much water might they use? Yeah, so a single snowmaking gun uses about 100 gallons of water every minute. So our entire water rights would be only enough for one gun for 50 minutes. Hmm. And that's and that's nowhere close to – I mean, I, I've seen on – on just some individual trails, I don't know, 20 or 30 guns. Exactly. Yeah. In order to have a decent system, you need to have a, a reservoir that's several million gallons. And that's that water is not available to you, uh, and artificial snow or, or man-made snow is then not available. Correct. Yeah. We, we barely really have enough water rights just to wash dishes and flush toilets. Hmm. What has the delayed start meant for seasonal employees, people who, who don't work year-round but are hired for ski school or you know, to, to work as dishwashers or I mean, all the things that are required when people are actually skiing? Yeah, it has a huge impact on them. Um, we hired them all in November. We had an orientation on November 16th, and they haven't been to work since then. Uh, except for a few departments that may have done training. Um, but all of those folks are on hold right now, and they are probably looking for other employment. Meaning that that when you're finally able to open, ideally soon, although that's, as you said, that's the best case scenario, it's not clear that all the people that you've tried to onboard, that they'll still be available? 
Yeah, that's always the challenge in these late opening years is that the folks that we brought on, they they have to make a living. And so a lot of them won't be able to work when we're ready to open. Those are people who the, their employment was always going to be contingent on opening. But what about full-time staff if you're not bringing in money right now? Yeah, um, the current situation has impacted all of our employees except our salary. And we only have four salaried staff. Um, so all of our team who's even those year round folks have had their hours reduced um, in some cases up to, to 80 percent. Um, and then looking in the next couple of weeks, if, if we're not able to open, we'll have to, to make some additional changes. Hmm. Additional changes sounds like a, a, a kind way to say layoffs potentially. Yeah, it, it would be furloughs or, or layoffs. Hmm. What about season passes that people have already bought? Where do those um, customers, I mean, what happens to them? So, you know, the the season pass product is a non-refundable product. And so, you know, when people buy it, they're getting a pretty huge discount on what the window price would be. Um, But we really target trying to look, you know, can we offer at least 50% of what our operating schedule was? So for us, that means trying to get open by February the 8th. We don't even hit halfway to our season until then. So, you know, even though we've lost the Christmas break, we still have uh, about four months of operations ahead of us. Hmm. Last year was a great year for skiers Northwest, great year for snowpack, beautiful spring. And it's a good reminder that it'd be a mistake to read too much into any one season or, or one month. But the long-term projections for the Northwest are really clear. More rain in the winters and less snow. I'm wondering how much you see this season not just as a a, a really serious near-term challenge, but as a taste of what's to come. Yeah, we have about 45 years of good, solid daily snowfall information. Um, What we're seeing is a couple things. One is that the, the winters are becoming more unpredictable and and less constant. Um, And we're seeing later winters, we're seeing a more excessive snowfall, more scant snowfall. Uh, And the really interesting thing is you look at the past 45 years, the past 10 years has been really, really solid for us in December. But you go back 25, 30 years and December is is not reliable at all. Um, So that's an interesting thing. But overall, what we're seeing is just less, less reliability on winter in general. Andrew Gast, thanks very much, and I'm hoping for snow for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Andrew Gast is the general manager of the Mount Ashland Ski Area. We end our tour of Northwest Ski Resorts on Mount Hood. Greg Pack is the president and general manager of Mount Hood Meadows, which also runs Cooper Spur just on the eastern side of Mount Hood. Welcome to Think Out Loud. Thanks for having me. It, Earlier this morning, it was raining in Portland. It's in the mid-40s right now. That can be a recipe for snow on Mount Hood. What are you seeing? Well, that uh, that uh, really blessed us, actually. We actually started seeing snow early this morning and reported about one inch of new snow on our morning report, and it continues to snow throughout the day. So we're excited that the temperatures finally dropped to be able to change that moisture uh, into snow for us. Gosh, I bet. I mean... I hear, you know, one inch of new snow, it's it's better than zero inches, but it's not a lot. You got it there. We we need everything we can get right now. We're looking forward to what's in the forecast for this weekend. It looks like we'll get, you know, a few inches every night. And then starting Friday and Saturday, we could see some big snowfall amounts 
allowing us to open up more terrain. How much is open right now, percentage-wise? Well, we have uh, about seven out of our 12 lifts open, but a few of those lifts are volume lifts. On busy days, they'd be open. Uh, we're just not using them right now. Uh, but we're, we do have our, our Hood River Meadows base area closed because it's at a lower elevation, and we can't get snow down there. But, you know, we have Cascade open, which is our highest lift. Uh, Star, we put in a brand new six-seater chairlift this year, a $12 million project for us that we opened up last Friday. So our team has done an incredible job of, of harvesting snow. We have snowcat dump trucks. We're finding it from every edge of the mountain and trying to put it in the right places to open up additional terrain and connect some trails. So some of the themes that we heard on Mount Bachelor and Mount Ashland, where it, right now part of the name of the game is is literally trucking snow around or or doing it with with wheelbarrows on on snowcats. Yeah, there there are times when skiers will take shovels out there and big sheets of plastic and shovel from the trees onto that plastic to allow it to slide down a chute to put it in the right spot. We're not quite there yet. Or, you know, I met with our cat drivers last night before they went out and, you know, they, <laughs> they're just getting super creative hmm. on where they're finding snow and they're finding little pockets that they can pick up and they're hauling it, you know, uh, over long distances, but getting it in some of those crucial areas for us. Last year was a, a great winter, as we were talking about earlier, snow-wise, up and down the Pacific Northwest. Did that lead to an increase in advanced sales of season passes for this season? I mean, in other words, does, does a good year the previous year mean more people are going to get excited about skiing at the end of the season or, you know, in in the fall? Typically it does. We do a spring season pass campaign, but we don't have deadlines uh, per se like we used to in the past where – uh, what we do is it's it's uh, demand pricing. So if if we hit a certain level, actually the prices go up. In the last few years, we did sell out of season passes. But, you know, Oregon, Pacific Northwest skiers and riders are really savvy. They looked at the forecast. They I think people are holding back. We're still selling a fair amount of season passes every day. Not as much as we did last year, but, you know, this is still our second best uh, year on record for, for pass sales. We're doing well, but last year was definitely an anomaly with the amount of snow we had. Hmm. Um, what about ski school signups? Are those down? Well, not in our beginner uh, progression. This is great beginner terrain for everybody. You know, the beginners aren't looking for those steep double black diamond open bowl trails to be able to hit. You know, they just want a skiing and riding surface. So we've we've had some great learn to ski programs uh, that we've got people into. And that business is actually uh, doing fairly well for us right now. Hmm. I mentioned Cooper Spur, which is a, a much smaller sort of side resort on the on the east side of the mountain. Not open yet uh, because I assume because of altitude. So, what's the thinking there of when it might open? Well, if we get, you know, we need about another foot and a half, two feet of snow there. There's not much on the ground. Uh, you know, our mountain manager there is in contact with this team. You know, every few days, letting them know what's going on. We're hopeful that this weekend could provide enough for us to be able to get out on that snowpack and start packing it down and, and get some things in place. However, you know, we have a lodge down there as well, a hotel and cabins, and it was actually a record December for us. A lot of people wanted to come up, stay in the woods and hang out. They had to come up to Mount Hood Meadows to be able to ski. You know, we're all part of the same company, uh, but we're hopeful we can get that open here in a bit. But that's fairly normal for Cooper Spur being at that low elevation. There are some years that it takes a while to get that uh, the skiing and riding going there. I'm intrigued by the idea that you had a, a really good year, really good month in December uh, for the sort of the resort side of that. 
I mean, because I just, I guess I would have assumed that there was a, a really clear connection between the ability to ski and and people wanting to to go up to to a Mount Hood resort of, of any kind. But you're, are, are they somewhat divorced? Well, no, the, you know, the, the resort, the lodging side of that did well. And that's what I was saying. And people just love being in the mountains, just trying to get out, being in the trees. It's very spiritual just to be able to get out and do some hiking or wandering around in the woods, you know, great family time. That's where we saw, you know, one of our, our best years at the at the lodging there. The resort side for skiing was definitely down due to visitation. Again, people are pretty savvy. We are seeing probably half the visitation we'd normally see into December, but that's reflective of, you know, the snowfall that we saw as well. What do you think that means for all the associated businesses in the area? I'm, I'm thinking in particular about the all the businesses, restaurants and bars and shops and, and lodging all the way up the west side of 26, you know, in Zigzag and Rhododendron, Sandy, Welch's. What have you heard? Uh, you know, they're, they're experiencing some of the same things. You know, numbers are obviously down when you're down, you know, a few thousand visits every day during your busier times when you'd like to see those people. And it's it's happening with Ski Bowl and Timberline. Uh, that traffic uh, dictates that business in those restaurants. So I'm sure they're down. I haven't spoken to any of them individually, and I can only speak to how we're doing. But, uh, yeah, that volume definitely hurts you. You have to be in a really healthy position as a company uh, to be able to weather these storms. Unfortunately, we are. We actually reinvest all of our uh, the money we make back into the resort on capital projects. So, uh, we don't we don't rely we don't rely on that. Uh, we're we're in a good position right now. We can weather uh, this kind of shortage of snowfall. Greg Pack, thanks very much. Best of luck to you and, and best of snow. Thank you. Greg Pack is president and general manager of Mount Hood Meadows.